Welcome back, guys. Another episode of True Crime on Easy Street. We are coming to you live from the Easy Street Restaurant Bar and Performance Hall. Are we? We are. Okay. Do you not see the dance floor? Yes. We're now that you mention it. Right at it. I had my eyes I'm closed. I'm enjoying my drink. I apologize. Yeah, that you just got from the bar. Thank <laughs> yes. you, Taylor or Megan or Blake or whoever was working at the bar when you got that. It's delicious. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm Kelly Turner, not a doctor. Scott Wright, mediocre journalist. Katie Givens, not a lawyer. Here we are once again, team of experts. Can we do a shout out before the show gets started? I know we usually hold them till the end. No, let's do it. Let's let's mix it up. All right. A couple of days ago, I got a text from my good friend, Alan Beckett. Okay. Who, uh, and this, you know, how I always try to do something that Katie and I can do together. <laughs> he is the head football coach at Cedar Bluff High School. Is he, as of this year, any relation to Coach Beckett from Cherokee County that, High School? That, yes. Uh, the late Bobby Beckett is yes. Alan Beckett's father. Oh, <gasps> yes. And okay, so I, I, I can actually relate to this too. Mm-hmm. All right. So Alan texted always me. Always leaving Kelly out. Yeah, I know. But I can, I can do oh. this. Miss Beckett. Uh huh. Was my teacher in middle school. Always loved her. Loved, Always loved them both. Uh, yeah. I never, I never had him as a, as a teacher or coach or anything, but I had her and I, I loved Miss Beckett. I never had him as a coach, but he yelled at me some when I was, uh, <laughs> Alan and I were the same age. So sometimes mm-hmm. he would yell in the general direction of all of us and I would get included in that yell. Yep. And so later in the, later on as, as we were teenagers, as my friends would talk about how he had been their coach, mm-hmm. I would also feel like I had been yelled at too when they <laughs> talked about the way that he, and, and he was very, it wasn't the bad kind of yelling. I no. remember one thing our friend Jake Graves always said about, and maybe it was your husband, Kevin, who told me this about uh, Coach Beckett. He always said when he finished telling you what you did wrong, he would always point at you and say, do better. Yes, that, that. Do better. That is said on a regular basis in my home. And they all learned that from Bobby Beckett. Uh, yes, we'll look at another member of our family and go, hey, do better. Yeah. And so uh, his son, Alan, is the current head coach at Cedar Bluff High School. And he texted me on Thanksgiving Day and said, what happened to Bertha Hill? I have, I'm caught up. I've got to know. <laughs> So, Alan, I owe you a, an apology because I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. I know. We think that she's no longer with us, but that's as far she as we. She passed away quietly. Journalist over there. not so quietly. Thank you for pointing <laughs> that out, Katie. I knew someone would. Uh, but I'm going to get to the bottom of that for you, Alan. But in the meantime, shout out. Hey, Alan, thank yeah. you so Thanks much for listening. for listening. I hope you remembered to give us a five-star rating or yes. we retract this entire last two minutes. <laughs> and you know what? Scott promises to do better. He's going to get you. I am always trying to do better, I promise. (laughs) Well, thank you so much um, for the shout out for all of our listeners. We appreciate it so, so much. I actually have another shout out to Claudia Graves. Have Uh, we not done that yet? No, we've not shouted Uh-oh. out Claudia Go Graves. Go right ahead. She, uh, te- we were texting back and forth, and she had been listening to the McKinney episode and to the uh, I'm Just a Kid episode, and we were kind so of So some of the forth. higher Hello. craziness that we have addressed on this <laughs> yes. uh, podcast. So, thank you, Claudia. And I also want to say a shout out to Julie Graves, her mother. She has given us an idea for a fantastic case that we will be getting to eventually so thank you julie can we have her on when we do it 
um, I don't know if she'll want to be on, but we could. I we will, can ask her. I will twist her arm. She may punch <laughs> me in the face when I try. She might. Yeah, I be careful. I will twist her arm and see how that goes. <laughs> Watch out with Fist City over there. Yeah, big <laughs> She's time. feisty. She is Fist City. No, but uh, shout out to knew. Claudia and Julie Graves. Thank you so much for listening and for texting back and forth and giving us some great mm-hmm. um, options for cases. So here we are. We're back in the studio, live on Easy Street, enjoying ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of us more than others, right? What's in that cup? You uh, want to talk about it? No. Okay. I don't. Moving along. <laughs> I don't want to talk about what's in my cup either. Okay, we're not going okay. to. And All I'm right. sure there's Kahlua in that cup of coffee that Katie is drinking over there, mm. so let's just move along. Let's do. And if there's, so- if you, if there's really not, nobody's going to believe you. Let's just go. Mm. <laughs> let's just go. Well, this week, uh-huh. Katie is in the driver's seat. She's going to tell us a story. Take it away, Katie. Be afraid. They put me in the driver's seat. I don't know where this came from. Well, today we're going to go a little south and we're going to go to Auburn, Alabama. Kelly knows Auburn well. I do. I remember this, that Iron Bowl recently very well. And this story is going to take place, we're going to start in 2019, and I think Scott had a little info for us on 2019. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just deleted that because I wasn't sure. No, here it is. <laughs> so, sometimes we do this segment called Set the Table, where we talk about things that were going on in the world in, in we, the year that our story it, happens. We do it when you remember to do it. I remembered, but I didn't know you if Katie today. was, and I wasn't, gonna, <laughs> I wasn't going to uh, insert myself into her story. So there were a few uh, interesting things that happened in 2019, and I'm going to skip and get to the good parts. Uh, it was the first time in March of 2019 that SpaceX launched an unmanned uh, capsule to the, America, uh, to the International Space Station to prove that they could do it, and that's why we can get astronauts to the International Space Station now, because SpaceX can fly a rocket into outer space because NASA currently cannot. And that's our government-funded space agency. Remember that on April the 15th when you fill out your taxes. Um, on Speaking of tax day, on April the 15th, that was the day when Notre Dame Cathedral exploded, caught on fire. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the main spire collapsed. All the I mean, they're still trying to figure out where everything was. And I've been in that cathedral once 20 years ago, and it's, it was beautiful at the time. Probably not so much now, but that happened on April the 15th of 2019. Uh, On July the 10th, we were talking about this last week about the Volkswagen Beetle. (laughs) Okay. And on July the 10th, uh, 2019, the very last Volkswagen Beetle rolled off of the assembly line in Pueblo, Mexico. They have never made one since. And by the time they were finished with it, it was, uh, there were 23 million of them on the road, not the highest selling car of all time by that time. But at one point it was in the seventies. Nobody had ever bought more of anything other than Volkswagen Beetles. On October the 18th of 2019, the first ever all female spacewalk took place at the international space station, not to get caught up on outer space. That's just what happened that year. Don't give me that look, Kelly. I see you doing it. No, my daughter will love this. Okay, great. She loves Anything, space, anything. All right. Well, astronomy, I've got one anything. more for you. Right. On December the 20th of 2019, the United States founded the United States Space Force, the branch of the U.S. military that will be dedicated to fighting wars in outer space. And as of this publication, that headquarters will be in Huntsville, Alabama. It's all tied up in the courts right now, and that may or may not be the case. Anyway, and the last thing uh, before I get out of this horrible 
situation that I've gotten myself into is on December the 31st of 2019, the first ever COVID case was officially reported as viral pneumonia in China. And we all know how 2020 (sighs) went tits up really fast. Yep. Right around my birthday in March. Well, it- Katie's probably going to cut that part. (laughs) Things started going crazy a little before that, but yeah, it was shut completely down by your birthday. Well, my birthday was March the 20th, and that's what I remember. Yeah. Because I turned 50 uh, that year. Mine's the 17th of March, so I was right there with you. yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. Well, anyway, our birthdays Mm -hmm. went kablooey in 2020. Yeah. Thanks to what happened on December the 31st, 2019. Mm-hmm. And I am done now. I was going to talk about movies and stuff, but I can see the way you guys are looking at no, me. No, I would love to know a movie in 2019. Give us one movie. Uh, one of my favorites from 2019 was the movie 1917, which was about World War One. It was one of those movies they purposely tried to do the movie like Alfred Hitchcock did Rope back in the 50s, where it was just one long shot. Wow. And they spent a lot of time. They spent four months in rehearsal before they did it. Uh, it was a it was a really cool movie if you haven't seen it. And uh, I was telling Katie about this before you got here today because you were late. Yes, I was. But uh, one of the movies that I saw that I'd never seen before was Shazam. That is one of the uh, top movies uh, box office wise of 2019. I had never seen it until this past weekend when we talked about doing something in 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought it was a really good movie. All right. Everybody has homework. Go watch Shazam. Do it. And I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're still in 2019 here. We are, we're going to fast forward to October of 2019. We've got a young lady, a 19 year old student at Southern Union Community College, which is the community college just right outside of Auburn University here in Alabama. Her name is Anaya Blanchard. Anaya is, you know, a normal college teenager she's got a roommate she's out and about the night before she's not doing anything crazy she stops at a gas station at 1109 she texts her roommate or she snapchat chats her roommate because that is how the kids talk to each other yes is that still a thing today or is that that's still it's a still thing, a thing. Okay. My, my husband calls it insta snat <laughs> Insta, yeah, because he's old. <laughs> well, at least he remembered to put an A in it. Yeah, they are Snapchat chatting, and at eleven oh nine, she tells her roommate that she's close to being home. And then at eleven forty, and these this sounds really late, but I can remember being in college and it was very normal to be out this at is, these hours. Yeah, this is not late at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, we'd be at Walmart at two o'clock in the morning, and Walmart here in town isn't even open at two o'clock in right. the morning. So. At 11.40, she tells her roommate that she is now with a man named Eric that she has just met. And by 11.47, her phone activity ends. And later on when this activity, her phone is, the activity is searched, they can tell that her phone either died or was turned off very soon after in an area near, or a little ways off from this gas station. The area was actually on South College Street. Yes. For yeah. those of you that are familiar with the Auburn okay. area. I am not. But. I wrote that down, but I'm so unfamiliar with Clarion Inn. Is what near South Co- really, uh, only people who've, who are familiar with that sure. area know where we're talking about. Sure. And so this is on October 23rd of 2019. And no one can get in touch with Anaya. She doesn't show up at her apartment with her roommate. Her parents don't hear from her. So, on October 24th of 2019, she's officially reported missing. They don't wait around. You know, it's not, it's not like her to not be home. And so, 
after further examination of these texts, they're not even certain that Anaya sent them because they don't seem like something she would say. And and I think anyone who talks to someone back and forth enough, you can you can tell. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so on November 6th, police decide to release, because Anaya's still nowhere to be found, they decide to release an image from a surveillance video of a person of interest from that gas station. So gas stations, I mean... So this is two weeks later? Yes. Okay. And, you know, gas stations, they're... There's cameras everywhere in a gas station right. nowadays. So they release an image, and that person is quickly identified, and I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to try my best. Oh, go on. Give it a shot. Ibrahim Yazid. That sounds pretty good to me. I have no idea. I mean, and I'm going to keep. I'm going to call him Yazid okay. because that's easiest. He's identified the next day. On the security footage, he can be seen buying alcohol, and he's looking at Anaya. Well, they can see him looking at her as he's purchasing this alcohol. He's also seen exiting the passenger side of her car at one point, and then ultimately he is seen leaving the gas station with her. I think we've seen a lot of this footage. Yes, yes. They, if they you've looked up this case, yeah. yeah, it's pretty. It's out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can find it very easily. There, well, there's witnesses in this case, and a witness tells that there was one witness who spoke to Yazid after the fact, and apparently he had told her that he had Anaya's vehicle, but the person was not allowed to see Anaya. Sounds suspicious. Yes. He also made statements that, and he wasn't speaking of her in particular. He was speaking in, you know, generalized terms, but he said that he shot a girl after she went for the gun. That was a quote. After she went for the gun. Just a girl. A girl. He's saying a girl. Shot a girl. So, Katie, this person that we're talking about, this uh, is it Yazid? Did I say that correctly? Yazid. So, is he on the police... Department's radar for any reason for anything he's done in the past. Yeah, that's a good. That's a really good question because he was immediately identified because he had been in some trouble previously. In 2012, he'd been accused of attempting to kill two police officers by ramming their car with his. Uh, in 2017, he was arrested for aggravated battery on a police officer. The craziest part of this, though, is he is currently out on bond. He's currently out on a $295,000 bond. Wow, that's pretty steep. For charges of possession of marijuana, robbery, kidnapping, and attempted murder. What? He's out on bond. He's out on bond currently. He had... For murder. He was arrested by the Montgomery County Sheriff's Department, out on bond from Montgomery County. And had previous charges, obviously. Yes. So, like I said, on November 6th is when this police image is released to the public. So on November 7th, they issue a warrant for Yazid's arrest. The warrant is for suspicion of first-degree kidnapping, and they go looking for him, and they immediately find him, really. And he's in Pensacola, Florida. He attempts to flee arrest, and he's very uncooperative when they finally do catch him, but he is quickly arrested, and he's extradited back to Alabama. And immediately, he and his counsel and the police officers, the judge issues a gag order which means that they're not allowed to speak to the media about anything that's going on with his arrest. So there isn't a whole lot of media coverage from that point because his attorneys and the police can't speak to the media per judge's order. And he's held in Lee County Jail at the time. After his arrest is made, there's two other arrests made. They're, look, they're still looking for Anaya. On November 22nd, a man named Antoine Squirmy Fisher 
Squirmy is his nickname. He is arrested for allegedly disposing of evidence and providing transportation to Yazid in the midst of a crime. I wonder if that's how he got the nickname. Squirmy, huh? Or if he already had it. <laughs> know, I'm sure he already had it. Yeah. I think that's not something you come with quickly. Yeah, probably not. He previously served three years in prison for his part in a drug deal-related murder. Well, now we know where he got the nickname. So, on November 25th, three days later, another man is arrested named David Johnson Jr., and he's arrested for hindering prosecution. So, while Fisher and Johnson are being held, Fisher lets law enforcement know. He talks to them about a couple of questions they've got, and he says that, yes, he did drive Yazid around during the time that they're questioning about. He needed to go pick up some things. He took him... This, that, another. One of the things he ended up picking up during these travels was an assault rifle. And then later on, he drove him to some woods by cemetery. And he tossed something in the woods. And he wasn't paying good attention, he says. But he saw enough to where it looked like there were two legs and a comforter. Good Lord. He tossed something Something. into the woods. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're thinking like a tiny object. This is a person. He's saying. Yeah. Uh, Fisher or Squirmy says he asked Yazid, he said, that better not have been a body. Or, or please tell me that's not a body. Maybe thinking he was joking. And then he says, don't worry, it won't come back on you or your family. Well, that turned out not to be accurate. Mm. And on November 27th, Anaya's remains are found. Her cause of death is determined to be a gunshot wound. And immediately, Yazid's charges are upgraded from kidnapping to capital murder. So what are they, what are they charging this squirmy and David Short, Johnson Jr. with? Shortly thereafter, their charges are dropped and they let them go. I just couldn't find enough. Well, they said that squirmy, like, because the big thing they had him on was a disposing of evidence and they said there just wasn't enough there to keep him, and they'd got testimony out of him. I was going to say, did they turn state's evidence? Because that probably had something to do with the yeah. fact that their charges were dropped. And David Johnson, really most most of his charges came, or his charge for hindering prosecution came from the fact that he housed Yazid. Like, Yazid was going to his house during mm-hmm. during this time when he's But they couldn't really for. prove that... He, that David really knew anything. Right. Or he that he just, was hiding anything. He just let the guy stay there while they were looking for him. So that Sounds like yeah. these guys just didn't ask a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. And because even in some of the witness testimony, you know, people around this part are involved in this circle. They kind of just tell each other to mind their own business mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I guess I can see. I mean, I can say that he's obviously has a history of violence. And yeah, he's been involved in other explosive person. That's what I, yeah. I, I, guess, I guess. That's what I'm trying to beat around the bush at. They know this guy's a violent person. He's been involved in other major crimes before. If he says, "Hey, get in the car and drive me out to the cemetery and don't ask any fucking questions," you don't ask any fucking questions. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Or you might be the next trip to the cemetery. Mm-hmm. I don't so know. That's speculation I mean, on my be. part. But You're yeah. right. You're right. Right. And his counts on this, he's he's charged with two counts of capital murder at the time. One count. Is for commit. You know, we always wonder when you get these multiple counts of murder, since there is not a lawyer in here. <laughs> when um, you got these multiple counts of murder, where and there's only one dead person. Where do they come from? Well, I found it in this All case. Right. 
please enlighten us. One count was for committing murder in a car through the use of deadly weapon while the victim is in the vehicle. Okay. That's a charge on its own? That's a, oh, wow. That makes it capital murder if the murder is committed in a vehicle used with the use of a deadly weapon while the victim's in the vehicle. Okay. Are they are they trying to tie that to kidnapping or something? Is I would say, well, I think, top of that? think that they have to believe that he, you know, that he murdered her in the vehicle. Maybe something back from the old mob days when you, if you shot the guy in the front seat when you're sitting in the back, it's a mob crime now. I don't know. Maybe that's terrible. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Maybe know. that's a terrible. I was guess, just thinking but, it may also be kidnapping right. because obviously, well, the, in the second car, the, car right? The, the second sense. count is for committing a murder during a kidnapping in the first degree. Okay, so they're just whatever charge they can mm-hmm. they can put on him. They're they're putting them all there. Which I mean, that's what you do. That's what you yeah. you definitely want to do that and, yeah. and rack these charges up because you want to make sure that the guy doesn't get out on bond yet again for a murder mm-hmm. and. Before we get to the end of this, that is the big point in this case, is the Alabama bail system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I, I've got some questions. Everyone I, is. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is furious over the fact mm-hmm. that days before this guy was out on bond, and he has allegedly been able to just pull up at a gas station and take a young girl and shoot her and dispose of her. Who's just minding her own business. We've mentioned this before in a previous, when we, we sort of hinted at this case. He's just minding her own business. She's stopping at a gas station. Yeah. She's not bothering him. She's not, you know, she's doing nothing yeah. wrong. Stop to get a bottle of wine or a Kit Kat or uh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. doesn't matter. And she couldn't get a bottle of wine. She's not even 21. That's right. And <laughs> so she, yeah, yeah, she's a kid. Mm-hmm. And, He's able to be out roaming around preying on other people. Mm-hmm. And that is disgusting. That's wrong. Yes. I agree. I have a I have a 22-year-old young female person in my life that I think of. She lives in Mobile today and every single time, especially in the last few days since we've been talking about this case, mm-hmm. it just it it curls everything I, it, about it, me. It really it, is. It, it's it's sickening. And Let's talk about Anaya a little bit mm-hmm. because I want to know a little more about her. Can you tell us a little bit about, I know we're going to get to, we found her remains and everything, but, but who was she? I mean, we know she's a, she's a young college student, but do you have any other information on I know she was a, I know she was, a, she was a softball player in high school. Her father was a UCF fighter. Stepfather. Stepfather, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. stepfather. Um, and she was attending, Katie, stop me here. She was attending, you said the name of the college Southern she attended. Union. Southern yeah. Union, which is in Montgomery or, or somewhere which around is Auburn. right outside of Auburn. It's yeah. a community college that's okay. right you know this. in the next town okay. from Auburn. With, and a lot of people will go to school there. They will actually live in Auburn. You can. Her um, brother was a student of Auburn University. Okay. Her, her brother. Older brother, is, I'm assuming. He's. Really, it's it's like seventeen months older than her. Okay. Is that right, Katie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very they're, close. They're they're about the same age apart as me and my brother. I remember thinking that okay. when I was looking through this. Okay, and they're they're very um, close. But with the through. intention of her intention was to do to get her uh, to get the general studies out of the way and then transfer to Auburn University. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's like actually, a lot of people do, like you said. Her birthday is June twenty second, two thousand. Okay. She's from Homewood, Alabama. 
And her parents are Elijah Blanchard, who is a Birmingham businessman, and Angela Haley Harris, a registered nurse. Haley Harris is currently married to the UFC heavyweight fighter, Walt Harris. Uh And so then she went to Homewood High School. She graduated there. And like you said, Scott, she played softball. And she was a student of Southern Union State Community College studying early childhood education. She was going to transfer to Auburn. And a, and a beautiful young lady. Yep, and a beautiful. remarkable person. You, you read about her and people just say all kinds of, at the end of every softball game, it was known that she would walk across the field, go get the other team, and ask them to say a prayer on the pitcher's mound so right. they would all gather, whether they won or lost the game. I know her and her mother shared a birthday and her mother, you know, s- speaks infinitely about how that was the, you know, the greatest gift ever. And they got to share oh, that special yeah. day every year. Yeah. And, and there's actually, um, in Auburn now, October 23rd is forever Anaya day. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, yeah. And they they just yes. celebrated that of course for the second year last month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a, a such a wonderful, remarkable person with a bright future, and uh, it was all taken away because someone was let out on bond. In the state of Alabama, Alabama's constitution guarantees the right to bail for all defendants except those charged with capital offenses. And so, Anaya's family, I mean, they decided they wanted to do something about that because mm-hmm. just because you could get out on bail as long as it wasn't a capital offense. And a capital offense, all it does is guarantee that you can, you know, um, go after the death penalty. So if you're, if you're not eligible for the death penalty, you're eligible for, for bail? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, I mean, that means short of, and we've all established on this show in the last few months, uh, capital murder means that you kill someone while you're committing another crime at the same time, whether it's kidnapping or robbery, or I mean, basically, unless you're committing two crimes at once and one of them is murder, Katie, to stop me when I'm wrong about this, but I mean, capital... I mean, I mean, it's a little more intricate, than, but basically, yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah, nutshell version. So somebody had to fix this huge gaping hole in the Alabama Constitution. And enters the presentation of Anaya's law. Okay. And Anaya's law would expand that exception of bail to defendants to include other serious crimes such as arson, burglary, domestic violence, aggravated child abuse, assault, robbery, kidnapping, human trafficking, rape, sodomy, sexual torture, terrorism, and murder. All of the things that we continually get angry about that people Repeat offenders continually get yeah. out on. Right. All of those well, things. Well, and, and maybe, and, and Katie, uh, uh, you know, bring us home if we're wrong about this, but it seems like, and we, we may all find out five years from now if we're still doing the show, that there's some other loophole in this law that hasn't been properly uh, closed up, sewn up. But it sounds like that's a pretty good start on making sure that something horrible like this doesn't happen again. Exactly. And we won't know until it does and we've and screwed now, it up. Prosecutors are still allowed to request a hearing regarding bail and the, the judge can grant or deny that hearing. And if the hearing is granted, you know, the defendant can testify, present witnesses, they can cross examine witnesses, plead their case for bail. Sure. I mean it's still the American justice system. It's mm-hmm. still the it's still the fairest system in the world until something better comes along. And so I, I just wanted to 
let everybody know here that the Alabama House of Representatives, when they voted on this <gasps> law, voted one oh four to zero in favor. Yeah. So there you go. And that was all in, of them were for it. That was yeah. in February of twenty twenty. So that's you know. Right before the world shut down, we got a little bit of good. All right. Yeah. One little bright, shining light of good news before darkness enclosed us all. And it is named after a very bright, wonderful person. And I think I read somewhere that there, uh, that her high school started a scholarship, an endowment uh, in her name. So, you know, it, look, there's no way to... This landed jelly side down. There's no two ways about it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes those of us who are left behind to clean up a mess like this have to do the best we can. And it sounds like at least in this one case, a lot of people came together to try to make sure that this kind of shit Mm -hmm. maybe won't happen again, at least in the state of Alabama. Mm -hmm. They also um, dedicated a bench at the Patriot Park in Homewood to her. All right. So you can go see that bench if you ever find yourself in Patriot Park in Homewood, Alabama, which is a very lovely area of Birmingham. I'll take your word for it. I've never been. Never been to Homewood? I've been to Homewood. I've never been to Patriot Park. It's all beautiful place there. I love Homewood. The craziest part about this is this isn't over. No. All right. COVID has slowed down all criminal cases across the United States. They weren't holding, you know, jury trials. They don't get everyone in court. They were having a little bit of Zoom court here or there, but it wasn't for anything like a capital murder case. Yeah, you don't want to screw that up and lose it on appeal, right? So, Yazid is still sitting in the Lee County Jail without bond. Without bond. Well, and in 2020, more charges were levied against him for, an, for a 2018 murder of a man named Stephen Hamby, along with attempted murder of a woman who was shot in the face during the same incident. That was probably the motel Robbery. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that's a guess, but I'm, it's probably that motel robbery that he was out on bail for. No, that's not the same one. He it's was not out the on same one. For. So there was another one. Yeah, this was because he was out on bail for a crime he committed in 2019, that same year. And he, uh, that this crime that they later charged him with was in 2018. So this guy should have been in solitary confinement a long time before that night at the gas station. Mm-hmm. In Auburn, mm-hmm. this was a dangerous person. Yeah, that was out uh, again, out and should have been behind bars. And and Some, here we have. You know, sometimes I go back and forth on the death penalty because you want to make sure that if one if one single innocent person ever gets mm-hmm. executed, then mm-hmm. your system has failed. I I, I right completely. I struggle with that saying. a lot. Yeah. And one more crazy coincidence Uh-oh. in this case. The district attorney that was prosecuting Yazid, he was gathering all the evidence, he was very vocal about Anai's law and not, you know, how could a, why did Montgomery County let him out to just come over to Lee County to commit these crimes? He was back and forth with the prosecutors in Montgomery County. They were saying, you know, Yazid had been wrongfully accused of crimes in the past, so they weren't. You know, they weren't just going to hold people in jail. And Brandon Hughes, which is the Lee County District Attorney at the time, was he was, he was very vocal in this case. He, he was the face of this case a lot of the times. He, earlier this year, stood trial 
on seven felony counts related to ethics violations. And you may remember this name if you were at one of our live shows about Kyle Sandler and the Roundhouse incident, because this is the same district attorney who was in this case. And he was, current, he was recently sentenced to three years, split to serve 10 in the Lee County Detention Center. So he is... The district attorney. He is sitting in the same county jail that Yazid is in. I wonder if they sit around at lunch and he goes, hey, did you really do it or not? Gosh. Well, and if you haven't, if you weren't at the live show and you didn't hear about the, the roundhouse, um, what was it? The roundhouse? What do we the, call that? Just a, the roundhouse? Yeah, it was a place Just for entrepreneurs to, yeah. oh, yes. But you look also, that up oh, and look yeah. into that. Well, that yeah. was Opelika, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. It was like that, so uh, it was like a Google style think tank. Yes. It, 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 uh-huh. it technically did not involve murder. No, it did not. It was it just was, a fraud case. It was a fraud case. And yeah. Brandon Hughes is not in jail for murder or anything. He testimony during his trial stated that um, his office was resemble, resembled a frat house where employees drank alcohol on site and played video game consoles. Oh, good lord! And his and con- he was in charge, and he's admitting this. Well, no, he no, he's convicted of it. He, okay. I mean, I don't think you know. I'm not sure he's admitting much of anything, but okay. he was convicted of it. I got you. Okay, so I want to go back to first of all. Yazid being wrongfully accused. Is that, in fact, true? He was wrongfully accused in Montgomery County of some... No, no, no. I think they were saying previously in his life that he had been arrested for things he hadn't done because he'd been arrested quite a bit. I don't know if any of that's ever proven or if he just wasn't convicted on certain cases. If that's that's true, that's wrong. Yes, absolutely. He should not be... He shouldn't be arrested for something he didn't do, obviously. But this... But the Montgomery County cases, they were talking about... Because they had not, those cases hadn't been prosecuted or proven yet. He was just out on bail awaiting trial. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, he's had, a, he's had a history of, you know, being arrested. Sometimes he did the thing. Sometimes he didn't. Like, you know, who are we to say that he did this yet? We don't know. Right. Well, if you're going to, the whole innocent until proven guilty. Exactly. Argument, right? I mean, they're trying to save their tail because sure. it looks, That's it looks That's terrible he's that he's He's got a defense attorney who's that, trying he, to make him look as good as he can. Yeah. Well, this, the evidence in this case is, is pretty stacked against him, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. including his own words. That yes. he's, you know, yeah. so running around telling people mm-hmm. he shot a girl in the face because she came, she tried to the go gun. for the gun. And I hope she fought and I hope, I hope he has scars to prove it. I don't know if he has physical scars, but he has emotional scars. Right. I mean, unless you're just a, a I monster. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I hope she, yeah. I hope she put up a really, really good fight. And, and, Me too. and it's ugh, just, ugh, I hate this. Mm-hmm. But this is, this goes back to, I go back to when we were talking about, um, when you're having to be out at night, you know, have your, be careful, be, be watchful. But, but again, she's not doing anything. She's at a gas station. Yeah. She's, it's well lit. Yeah. I mean, if you ever stations before at night, if you're ever, I don't know where she came from or where she was going, but if you ever let your guard down late at night, it may be when you get back to the, gas station that's right beside your apartment complex and you think well you know in your mind you just think okay how many times have you have you been to this i'm home now i know the guy behind the cash register i'm just going to go in and Mm -hmm. get a kit kat and a pack of cigarettes and i'm home yeah did anyone from the gas station actually see what happened they see the abduction or there were they did there were there was a witness that stated that they saw him Put her in the her, car. Yeah, into the passenger side. So, of the and car. they identified him. Yes. He's the one who mm-hmm. put her into and, the and car. And they found the car later, and it had uh, an amount of blood in the passenger mm-hmm. side that some investigators said 
was indicative of a life. Yeah, it was found trashed and abandoned later. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, after, there was after enough blood in the car seat that they were concerned that someone might have died. So he he just trashes her car. He trashes her. He throws her out like yeah. garbage. You know, trashes the car and then moves on to Pensacola, Florida. To do what? Who knows, right? Yeah. Who knows who could have been next? Yeah, Mm -hmm. look for the next victim. Yeah, because the two of them, they don't know each other, right? There's no evidence that the two of them ever knew each other. And I wanted to say that. It just sounds so, it's not like there was a plan. It's not like like this guy is just, yeah, he's just a psychotic person who just saw an opportunity. Hey, there's a good looking girl. She's by herself. It's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday. I don't know what day of the week it was. Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can get her into this car. And who knows what he would have done with her if she hadn't fought for the gun. She probably would have ended up in the same place. I'm sorry to say, Mm -hmm. or at least in the same predicament, but. Mm. Yeah. None of his crimes. I mean, it, it doesn't seem to have a pattern. I mean, he's got some. Some drug offenses or whatever, but then you know, I mean, just this robbing and kidnapping money. and yeah. you know, shooting random people. This was he a- obviously didn't know. It's not like he targeted her because of who her stepfather was, because he's pretty known. Yeah. Um, but it, it, there's no there's no evidence of that. Mm-mm. There's no evidence that he targeted her because of anybody else. Uh, her father, her her wrong mother, place, her, wrong time. Exactly. Just, yeah, just random evil. And of course, like you said, she's she's a beautiful girl. She's, you know, he just sees her and thinks, hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a criminal. I can probably get away with this. And thank God he didn't. Exactly. At least. Exactly. I mean, so that's the all we've got. Who is going to prosecute this guy? And did this, did this mess up this case because of this district attorney? Ooh, that's More, a good question. They do have a new district attorney. That, that one has been appointed and was immediately appointed. And I think it's not going to really mess up much of anything because, you know, as, you know, as we've talked to district attorneys or Michael Dell around here and Mm -hmm. assistant DAs, they kind of all work together in that office. So, but if they're, if they're drinking and playing Xbox, yeah, if if he, I mean, did they find somebody who wasn't doing that? I think think the good news here is, and and Katie, you tell me if I'm wrong. I think the good news is he has not yet been convicted. Perhaps if he had been convicted and then this uh, district attorney ends up being, Bozo mm-hmm. the Clown, which mm-hmm. it sounds like he is, mm-hmm. uh, get better, do better. Do better. Um, at least he hasn't already been convicted because now the next guy can, the next man in line can convict him and in, they don't have to come back it. and look at it and see if this guy had some, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, trial has on. not started yet. So okay, that is good. a great point. So they're Scott. still yeah. gathering the evidence, putting it all together. Mm-hmm. I think they're um, just really waiting. I mean, because seems like the detective in this case is pretty sharp. He's got everything together. From what I've read and researched. And I know with like Shane's cases and stuff, sometimes if you have like an October case and it gets moved, it may not be set again till March or April. I mean, mm-hmm. you just, well, you know, it just we, depends on when they have time. We mm-hmm. had that about Bertha Hill a few weeks ago. I mean, she eventually got exonerated because they kept bumping her down the list. Oh, they kept, gosh. we're going to, we're going to convict her. We're going to put it before the grand jury in December and then March and then April. And they finally said, you know what, if you're not going to do it, let her go. And hopefully I was about to say, thank God we're not in the fifties anymore. I don't think that won't happen here, but I mean, we've talked about that before on the show. Mm -hmm. So, well, our hearts go out to Anaya's family and her friends and everybody who had the wonderful opportunity to know her. We're, we're we're very sorry, but everything that I've read about her, she's just a wonderful person. Yeah, I mean, if uh, uh, if you're listening to this and you knew her or her family, mm-hmm. uh, we we empathize and we we offer our sincere sincerest condolences. Absolutely. 
we don't do this because we are trying to make light of something terrible that's happened to someone no. else on this planet. We're, we're just trying to make sure that everybody gets their, just kill. That everybody has their story told. Yeah. That's the point of this. Yeah. The, we want to, yes, we want a nice story to be told. It's very important that it's told. Um, and we should always continue to tell the story. I love the fact that Auburn has made a, a day for her and, and Homewood has the scholarship and this, this park bench. She, she's not going to be forgotten. Her family's going to make sure of that. And I think that that's so very important. And and maybe in some small way we helped today. I hope that we continue to keep people aware of this. And if you don't know this case, take a look at it and certainly look at the images online. You can see what a beautiful girl she was. Mm. And, um, and you can see her family, just a, just a, a wonderful family and they ha- they have been put through it and they have stepped up i mean and this is yes. amazing to get a to get a law changed in yeah. a state is a huge deal so kudos to this family they are fighters for sure and yeah. quickly mm-hmm. they like this was done quickly like she was murdered in october of 2019 and this law is passed in february of 2020 like that's the that is the very next time the Alabama legislature met after mm-hmm. her murder and the discovery of her body. So and, it did not you know take what? the Alabama legislature long to go. You know what? We need to do this and pass right. it. Right. Kudos to them yeah. for for making it a priority yeah. and for every single one of them voting yeah. yes. One hundred four to nothing in the house. Yeah. Way to Crazy. go, guys. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I wish we had gotten to know her. Uh, you know, all the people that got to know her. I wish we did too. But. Uh, we can remember her through this, and and thank you, Katie, for your research on this and this I think story. This is my favorite episode that we've ever done, and I did almost nothing. Katie did all of the work. <laughs> she and did. I love this episode. Yes. This is my favorite so far. Thank yes. you, Katie. <laughs> There's always the pause. That's a sweet Scott. Well, well, thank you so much for listening. We ask you to visit us on social media. Give us five stars on. Yeah, Apple podcast. And Keep a that comment. four star crap in your pocket. Yeah, we don't want that. Nope, we don't want that. But give us five star and a comment so that we can talk about you <laughs> during the podcast. Yeah, and give, unless you and swear at us a, and keep that to yourself as and well. <laughs> and if we missed your shout out, let us know. Yeah, we'll get to you. I promise. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? I think we're done. Is it the end of another great Monday night here? Absolutely. Um. Good night, everybody. <laughs>